And what they what they would do, what what this did was they would help set up communities on uh, Naboo of people the of of the 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 hard pressed uh, lower class types of Coruscant. Mav Krim. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about... I just dropped something. <laughs> We're talking about Jobo and Rui Naberi? Rui... Again, with a question mark at the end. Nabari? I want to say, like, Nabari sometimes. Nabari. Nabari. Nabro. Nabro. Nice, Dad. I'm cutting it. That's got a nice voice. He's got a I, believe nice voice. I believe it's Nabari. Okay. Although Nabari. Like- so, how long do you think until we get accused of trying to completely run out of characters by another quarantine by doing two <laughs> two per episode in two episodes? Wait till I do mine. <laughs> Wait till I get the Masters Dave's- of Terrace Kai. That's going to take out everybody. Yeah, Dave's Dave's is the Rebel Alliance. <laughs> yeah, right. All of them. <laughs> Sit down, grab a drink. We're going to be here a while. On the- <laughs> Which one? On the plus Which side, one? we never have them. to do it again. But I would yeah. never do that. Tim, so, uh, is it true they appear in all three prequels? Uh, no, I think they're just in. There, there's a deleted scene uh, from episode two, and then they both then Rui and Jobal appear in uh, episode three. No, actually, in the movie. No episode one, I guess, huh? It says it in the I don't know. I don't believe so. Unless there was like a deleted, deleted scene. This <laughs> seems so bad. Leading it. <laughs> we're, we're on a great, well, great right. trend of not really knowing exactly what we're going to be talking about, even though we prepared notes. <laughs> this is this has been a this has been a great push forward. They appear in the novelization. Uh, it looks like it looks like. Uh, Rui appears in the novelization, so I would I would assume the other one does too. Can you, can you appear in a novelization, or, or are you mentioned? Say, so uh, you can be. Uh, well, if, if if you're actually in the novel, like if you're there and you walk in and you go, these presses are making me thirsty, and you leave, <laughs> then you appear in the novel. But if someone says. Rui Nabiri, pretzels make him thirsty, but he's not actually in that scene that they're talking about that he's mentioned. Damn! Oh. Look at that answer. Holy crap. He shot me <laughs> down. Kyle Watkins from Iconic is T-Bone. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh. <laughs> Gary Myers. <laughs> I get well, that. Okay. Here we go. I, I had fun making these names. Hope you all have fun listening to these names. Mentioning well. these names or appearing in these names. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to. I don't think you should appear or be mentioned with this first uh, bunch of names. My name is Cliff and Claire Huxable Chris. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 
Ow. wonder how he's doing during quarantine. We don't have heard from him anything about what's going on with him. Do you usually hear from him? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. not me personally. I mean, Chris, like, I'm just sitting there, man. I'm going to miss you so much. I'm miss your musk. I'm miss your scent. <laughs> Fred Travelina uh, here. Well, I'm Puddin' Pop. I'm Bill Cosby having a Puddin' Pop and making TV shows and record albums. I'm Fred Travelina. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was a spot on one, Thank Fred. You. I'm also joined with Howard and Marion Cunningham Matt. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> Sunday, Monday, I'm happy with that. Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> I'm happy with that. <laughs> um, this one's not that good either. Um, Roseanne and Dan Connor Dave. Yeah, extra minutes. <laughs> extra minutes. <laughs> and Dale and Tim Taylor. That's it. Oh, we did, we did <laughs> get through the name. You're right. Yeah, I thought we got through two. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tim Allen. I will say this about Tim Allen. I just uh, I do trivia at His name uh, is the Tim. bar, the brewery that I work in. He's got two and, first names. Uh, <laughs> he does. I uh, I did a handout sheet not that long ago that was celebrity mug shots. Oh, yeah. oh, cool. And I found his from like the seventies. It was like a. Uh, Trafficker, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I I knew that he had yeah. been. <laughs> I knew he had been in prison, or and really avoided prison. But it was he gave up all the people in this drug trafficking ring to get a lighter sentence. Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised nothing ever happened with him afterwards. That is news. That part I didn't know. And now that you say that, I am surprised he didn't get shanked in jail. Right, like, or or even when he got out, like the people that those people were connected with, put a hit with, on him or something. Yeah, put a hit on him yeah. because he he gave up guys that spent like a life in prison, yeah. rather than him not. Snitches get stitches. Maybe he not, wore newspaper armor. And everything I'm saying is references from fan film and series, which can now be viewed on com <laughs> for your quarantine time passing. If I can't think of the right News, words, newspaper armor is the favorite thing I learned from fan film. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, tell me about these parents. All right. Well, this is a relatively quick one. Uh, but yeah, R- R- Rui Nabiri and Jobal Nabiri, Jobal Nabiri, those are Padme's mother and father. Jobal, the mother. Uh, Rui, oh, the father. I'm paying Jobal. Something's coming down <laughs> and it burst my <laughs> bubble. Oh, no. Oh, oh well, shampoo. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's Jobal. B-U-L? Yeah, I, I would have if I would have switched those two names. J O B A L. I say fuck J- you, Jobo. I do it myself. But that sounds more like a man's name, and Rui sounds more feminine to me. But yeah, it's the Rui is the is is the masculine. Hmm. And um, don't make the- assumptions, Tim. Okay, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I made I made assumptions on we're bored. Now returning to newsas.com, and I had to play the female pieces in the Flintstones game. See, Matt is breaking down barriers and glass ceilings and, and and everything that you can break down. That's right. I am the, and I'm also the master of the Segway plugs this episode, apparently. By master, I mean I hitting you over playing. the head like a bat with them. <laughs> <laughs> I remember playing the game of life once with a friend. Yeah, this, we were like little kids. We were like 10. 
and he didn't want to put a pink piece in his car. He's like, ooh, girls. And he put a he put a he had two two blue pieces in, oh. his, in his car. So yeah, he was he was progressive. That's right. Yeah. Way, way back then, way back in the mid eighties. Very progressive. And, and it turns out you grew up with Billy Eichner. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh Rui Nabiri, he was part of the very uh prominent family on Naboo, the the Nabiris, obviously. It doesn't really say what they were prominent other than like they probably landowners. It's kind of like, you know, when you, when you, when you hear about like prominent families back in like colonial times, you're not really sure why they were prominent. They weren't politicians. They were just rich. And I think that's, that's the thing is, is that he, this he was, he was old money, old money. Right. Yeah. So someone like the Rockefellers, you know, 150 years earlier, made all the money, but he's still living off the residuals. That's kind of how it seems, because it doesn't really go into what he does or really what his origins are. Um, and Jobo is kind of the same thing. Also, prominent family. They were they were they were nicely matched. Their parents actually, when they met, they secretly were plotting their wedding. They're like, we're, these are a good match. We're going to marry them together. But they ended up, the you know, pox on them. They ended up falling in love. So was this a, it's, man, I'm not sure how to, to ask the question I'm going to ask. It sounds like it was in the realm of arranged marriage, but not an arranged marriage. Almost like a, um, I don't want to say. Suggested. Yeah, that, there you go. That's a better way to say it. Like. Like royalty, like Prince Charles, where Princess Diana was the ideal princess, but Camilla was the one he wanted. Which makes Why? no sense to me. <laughs> well, I mean, Camilla got him. And Diana got, got him so COVID. Because <laughs> he's he's actually got it. He's got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just brought the show down. I'm sorry. Let's yeah. we'll erase that moment in time. Wash your hands. You didn't bring me down. I don't give a shit about that guy. But Roseanne Barrio fights to the death for. Set your ass. Extra minutes. Um, so, so yeah, the 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 Rui and Jobal against uh, against all odds fell in love and got married on their own. They didn't have to have their. They didn't have to be convinced to marry each other. And they had two daughters. They had Sola, who is the older daughter, Sola Nabiri, and they also had a young daughter, Padme. Oh, and yeah, um, and they were they were. It was almost like they lived in a commune. They 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 moved outside of Theed, and they developed their own little community out in the suburbs. And so they were more like the Keatons. Of all the sitcom families you've mentioned. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And Where, ev- yeah, they were every Sunday the father would paint a portrait that he never fucking finished. <laughs> Sha la la la. I'm ge- <laughs> guessing I'm guessing Sola was Tina Yellers of the family. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sola I, I don't I don't know if Sola got m- married. I didn't I didn't notice a uh, a husband for her, but she do has she she do has. She do has. <laughs> she has two daughters, Ryu and Pooja. 
Those are two daughters. So come on, Poodoo. Did you say Poodoo? Ryu and Pooja. Poodoo. Poodoo and what now? <laughs> so Rui and Jobel are grandparents, and Padme is an aunt to these two young children. I bet she's um, an awful aunt. The, 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 she's the aunt that you don't want to go over to her house. She. <laughs> She she she's like boring and and doesn't have any good games or no cookies. Like the there's only, no way. The only candy she has are those like those like sweet sesame bars. Oh God! <laughs> Here it's sesame and molasses. She's got <laughs> you know what? It, Aunt Padme, you keep that. It's fine. Seven no, 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 no. seven sticks of ribbon candy that are all stuck together, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all peppermint and maple, and they've blended together to one nasty taste. <laughs> I don't want to go to Aunt Padme and Uncle Anakin's. <laughs> going to go and stop your bitching. So yeah, they they founded this village, uh, and it was it was almost like a little commune. Like like Rui would would do carpentry, and he he would help build all the the things and help people out. And you know, it was they really was like self sufficient. They 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 farmed their own um, crops, built their own stuff. They they had they had they would trade and sell to feed in neighboring communities goods. So yeah, I mean they were they really were like kind of like the ideal commune. They had a farm uh, the, to table cafe farm to table yeah. cafe that was only open on Tuesdays and Wednesdays from four to seven <laughs> to the public. Our artisanal hologram <laughs> communications. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I would watch a I would watch a show about this. <laughs> It'd be like Wanderlust but in space. Yeah. I'm gonna show you my diak. <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, a lot of watch soy candles. Um. So, but uh, this wasn't this wasn't enough. Uh, both Jobel and Rui also started a nonprofit. Oh, oh, we, we we tried that once. <laughs> so they got free postage and all the shit they sent out. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's all but it's media really- posted. It's it's awful. It gets their next century. <laughs> so they started the the refugee relief move, movement, and what they what they would do what what this did was they would help set up communities on uh, Naboo of people the of of the 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 hard pressed uh, lower class types of Coruscant Mav Krim. Yes, <laughs> he could have been exactly. <laughs> he would have. He would have. He would have been a perfect person that, to should, be a refugee. Uh, to be a refugee from Coruscant, we, we, we might be in quarantine. We're very likely going to be in quarantine April first. Hell, that's only like two days away. We should do a Mob Crim follow up where he gets a some aid from Coruscant and opens a brewery or something. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> there we go. Dave, you got time um, to write it. You're the quickest writer of all of us. <laughs> this thing you're describing sounds like the Human Fund. <laughs> it's i mean it, it, it really is it's yeah so it, it was it would, they they would they would take these these hard pressed people that were in the the lower levels of Coruscant and bring them to Naboo and set them up so they could have a better life that was the refugee relief movement um Rui was the president of the RRM and Sola or I'm sorry Jobo just worked in you know in a, in an administrative role I guess um, pre-Clone Wars, it was it was that. But as as the separatist movement 
took place. They started to, they, there was like 15 different planets they were moving people to Naboo from. And most of these planets, as I was reading, I'm like, I don't recognize any of these planets. And I, and I wasn't about to take the time to go and figure out who all these different planets are. They, none of them really stood out as, oh, we've talked about that planet before. Earth, Saturn, Mars. Yeah. None of those. <laughs> Um, as uh, through, through his, through his, uh, contacts and through his being, being a, 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 a tree, tree hugging hippie, uh, we made, made contacts and they, they brought him out as a lecturer to Theed university a lot. And I guess he did such a good job that he became a full-time teacher out there. I know this is, this is the most... This is like uh, the most interesting story of all. <laughs> of all the characters we've ever done, the Nibiris, a number one. Uh, eventually becomes eventually becomes a teacher. His uh, his his uh, subject was microeconomics. Whoa! How would he know? Just when you think, <laughs> just when you thought this, it couldn't get better. Because <laughs> we start talking microeconomics, he, and makes I guess, bath, he makes bathtub wine and sells it on a roadside stand. What does he know about microeconomics? It's on a small scale. Doesn't get more okay. micro than that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a micro distillery out there. Uh, but yeah, so and and this is this is how Padme gets into um, Theed University and learns learns government and all that kind of stuff. So this by by him teaching at Theed and being a lecturer over there, that begins Padme on her role as in government, basically. Mm, sounds Did like she a very... the college, like the full house mother. Did that <laughs> <laughs> this sounds very Lori Lachlan. Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, she probably got a full ride since he was a uh, since he was a technically staff. Uh, I'll give her a full ride. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll give her my technical staff. So I'll give her a dollar. So I, 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 I have a feeling that she, she, not, not that, not that Padme was was dumb by any means, but I think by having her dad on the faculty uh, had a lot to do with her getting in there. Nepotism, um, yep, spanning yeah. the galaxy. And as, as a result of being into Beery uh, and her proficiency for government, that sort of brought her to the notice of. Whoever elects the damn queen, I guess she was good at model UN. And, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, she becomes the queen. I want to be Finland. <laughs> I mean, she she had she had you know goat negotiating uh, proficiency and that kind of stuff. But I guess she wasn't very good at uh, trade negotiation. She was good at diplomacy and all that kind of stuff. Because as we see, as episode one starts. She done fucked up, and now there's a, <laughs> there's a trade thing going on. Um, but she rebounds at the she, end. She rebounds at the end. She gets down on a knee for uh, old spitty face. Yep. And everything works out. Works well, out. Sort of. <laughs> kind of. Well, yeah, she dies. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler. It, and and unfortunately, uh, and, I, and I said this, 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 this one's short. Her parents, her parents, her sister, and her two uh, nieces outlive her after she dies of a broken heart. <laughs> um, and uh, that's pretty much the end of their story. There, there's no end to them. There's no, there's. I have no death 
listed for them. It doesn't it doesn't really say what really happens to them post. They live for episode more. three. They, they they made they they might still be alive as uh, as really very old people in uh, the the original trilogy. Um, but the one thing that the one thing about this story that I thought made sense, the only thing that made sense, is watching Attack of the Clones. I was wondering why the fuck are there why why is are there refugees leaving Coruscant? Coruscant seemed like a first like if there was a first world country, that would be the the first world country. Yet there's you refugees. Actually, yeah, you've actually brought that up before. Now that you're saying it, it it doesn't make it it it, it made absolutely no sense. You will you know you will travel as refugees. I'm like refugees from Coruscant. What? Um, but it makes sense. The refugee resettlement, the lower levels, and this is how they got out. Although I will say they, they, they didn't look like when, when they were, when they were traveling, they didn't really look like the people that we saw in the lower levels. Uh, they seemed actually, they seemed pretty well to do even on the refugee, uh, ship there to, uh, to, to Naboo. But, you know, it was story-wise, it was a good cover and they retconned it to this refugee relief movement thing. To, for that all to make sense. Hmm. Is there any mention of them being at that funeral? They are at the funeral. Like the whole, the whole family's right there. Yeah. Okay. They're right, right next to her floating casket. Yeah. They're, so they're, they're actually they are actually in the movie. This and the what is it? It's a man, a woman, two women, and two. It's a man, two women, and two children. That's right. Yeah. That's so right. the kid, the kids look like they're around like eight. Yeah. And the parents are like in their fifties and the sisters like looks like she's in her thirties. Um, now okay. in, in, in attack of the clones, there is a deleted scene. It's basically Anakin having dinner with all of them. And it's, it's basically a, a dinner scene debating politics and that kind of stuff. Oh, I want to see this so bad. It's, it's been a <laughs> long time since I've seen it. So I don't, remember it very well and i probably should have watched it think, ahead of doing this episode but the, that's, that's the first that's line i think I, i've seen it and i think the first line is one of them saying can you believe what they did to the lock connor's tv show and it just kind of escalated from there <laughs> i see why people could get stirred up about that yeah, yeah. or i'm sorry star connor's not lock connor's i wanted to make it sound more star warsy but yeah i remember that <laughs> scene i remember it like it happened 30 minutes ago <laughs> I'm gonna look on the Blu-rays and stuff to see if I can see this scene. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna see how this goes. I, I, yeah, if, if, I, if I recall, it's, 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 a, it, they, they talk politics to a certain extent, and Anakin basically is, is disagrees with them. Like, so like, why can't it be this way? Well, why can't it be this way? Why is it not this way? It, it's a real short scene. It's like five minutes. That's not short. So this is that's, that's quite a, long. Yeah, so that's short. <laughs> Talking about politics. I, I love the idea of this. Are they actually eating? Like, do you see them eating? I'm fascinated by Star Wars food. Yeah, they're 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 sitting around a table. Anakin, I don't think is using his force power. They're kind of busting his balls a little bit because he's, you know, this boy that Padme's brought home. Yeah. Like, hey, kid, sure pass me. pass me the salt with your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there ever any explanation of why he grows up to from Jake Lloyd to Hayden Christensen, but Padme is just three years older by the time they get together. So it's like, do the Nabooians age slower? That's, that, that's a good question. 
the metachlorians speed up your growth process. Don't you know anything? I'm surprised you don't. I don't. This is true. <laughs> well, I don't know how. Uh, how That's old a good is, question. How old is? Ah, uh, oh, fuck me in the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's never old, Tim. <laughs> never old. Yeah. Drop my phone. How old is Natalie Portman in episode two? Are you asking or? Yeah. I'm going to look it up real quick. Well, I certainly don't have an answer. Anyway, so she she, she would have been 20 when uh, when she when she filmed that. So she would have been like she was playing like someone who was like 25 and he was playing someone who was like 19. Yeah. I mean, there's young looking 25 year olds. Age is just a number, you know. Ariana Grande. She, she, she looks she still looks like a teenager. What? <laughs> God. <laughs> well, I know what I'm answering and, next for Tim's question in this. No, who does Tim think still looks like a teenager? <laughs> uh, the answer is Dick Clark, sir. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it for their story. Um, beyond the scenes, an actor by the name of Graham Blundell, which sounds played, as made uh, up Rudy, as his he character also, name. Exactly, exactly. Graham Blundell, uh, who, in addition to being Rue, he was the stand-in for Oliver Ford Davies in episode two, because Oliver Ford Davies apparently couldn't be there at the time that they were filming his scenes. What the hell was he doing? He was, they said, they said he was in Tokyo in a play. No. So I guess he does Kabuki <laughs> theater. Kabuki. That's, I don't know why I may have laughed at that, but I did, because that was like not the answer I was expecting at all. <laughs> he was in Japan. Um, and Jobel was played by a lady by the name of Trisha Noble, who, um, Sounds familiar. again, n- neither of these people have done anything. Like I looked at their, at their film stuff. I, I didn't notice anything that I've seen them in, uh, other than star Wars. So, hmm. and that's, uh, that's, and I assume you haven't met either of these people. No, nope. I have, I believe I have Trisha Noble's autograph on an index card. But I do not have Graham Blundell's as of yet. Do you have that on an index card, Chris? I don't have either one. Did Tim taunt you about it? He when he got the letter <laughs> in the mail, I got, got this phone call, right? And he said, I got the fucking autograph, fuck motherfucker, and he hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> I got an autograph you don't have, motherfucker. Click. Yeah, but uh, peach motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. But uh yeah. So that's uh, that's 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 about it. Actually, I'm gonna I'm starting up the uh, the through the mail autograph thing again since I have all this time. <laughs> <laughs> but no one's gonna want to open any mail from strangers. Yeah, right now. Have all the spit and saliva. They don't want to touch anything. You know. Well, I I got the ones that that have the, the peel off. Yes, things, you so know that, nobody... and we know that. But if I get a if I got a a letter from a crazy fan during all the COVID, I'd be like, <laughs> put it right in the furnace. <laughs> the furnace. <laughs> I don't have a furnace, but I'm gonna get one <laughs> yeah, and put it in exactly. <laughs> so I'm a f- I, I'm I'm assuming everyone's sequestered, so I guess it's, it's a good time for everybody to get mail. Start with Tom so Hanks. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> Dear Tom, love you sincerely. <laughs> well, what are we getting feedback? I forget who's doing feedback. You're here. doing feedback. You've I think oh. teased everybody with a story. That you said is embarrassing, and okay, I've been and I, curious I, for days. I, I just want to say this before 
you know, I say anything else is that everything is fine. Everything is, is okay. No one's hurt. I did a really stupid thing. I don't want no one out there to, to hate me or be angry because I did something stupid. But I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you what I did. Wow. <laughs> yes. This, this COVID's going on. Everyone's stuck in their houses with their spouses, loved ones, whatever, except him. But <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened. My lovely wife, Kelly, was uh, making dinner. Okay? Well, we already know who you almost killed by saying by complimenting your wife in that sentence, because I do the same thing. <laughs> My wonderful wife, Christy, I almost shot her in the head with an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> you were correct. Here's, here's, what, here's the thing. We, when she makes stuff on the grill, she always asks me to go light it. Oh boy. For some reason, it scares her. She she doesn't like putting your hand next to it and just yeah. hitting the you know you know those it's, long. It's fire. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, those long clicky things oh, that yeah. you click. Yeah. So she does. You know, I go out there and I do it. You know, whatever. That's how this whole thing started. So here's the thing. Here's what I did. This is this is stupid. This is horrible. She was in the kitchen, and I got the fucking lighter flicker thing to go out there and do it. So as a smart ass. Oh no! I, pre- I pretend. Hope oh, this is horrible. I pretend I go behind her, <gasps> like clicking it, just to make her think he's behind me clicking this. Stop it! Right? Not knowing when I fucking clicked it, it was on her ass. <gasps> <laughs> it was literally on her ass, oh. and I I just I clicked it, and the and the flame came out, oh, no. and her pajama bottoms went. Went, oh no! I swear to God, that's awful. It's horrible. It's like you know, it's like a small. It was a small bluish, orangeish, just like over her ass cheeks. And I quick, bam, 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 <laughs> like slapped her. I quick put her out. I put she, her out. I'm gonna assume at this point she didn't quite know what was happening. Not really. She didn't <laughs> oh, no. like. I don't think she like felt it till I till I start slapping, putting her out. Like three or four pats and it was gone. Yeah. It was not good because then you could just smell like burnt oh, pajamas. No. <laughs> <laughs> she was she started crying. You could have what are you doing? You could have, you know, it could have been terrible. It could have and she's right, it could have went right up. Yeah. Like pajama pants now are made in that material though that are are well they like they something's on them that doesn't go up in flames. It's Flame business. retardant. That's it. And I <laughs> Was an asshole, and I, I say, don't I'm, think they're what's flame retardant. Time? I don't think they're flame retardant. <laughs> I, I don't why know did, why didn't they go like it? It went just from one spot over, like it just like curved. It didn't like whoosh, the whole thing, the legs, everything else. It was just one little spot. Went. It's a co- it was a, like cotton poly. It's probably a cotton poly blend or polyester. It was probably the gasoline that you senselessly just spread across all of yeah. the furniture just before <laughs> this for no good reason either. It was it was a stupid. I, I didn't think I was that close. And when I clicked it and all of a sudden, you know, she was, she was like, what? And then all of a sudden I just put her out and I'm like, I w- it was a mess. It was horrible. If you're stuck at home with your spouse during this virus, don't, <laughs> don't burn. Your set him on fire. <laughs> That's you were trying, good you were trying to. You were trying to reenact that scene from Billy Madison where the guy catches on fire. 
But that part I crack up at. This this was horrible. And I felt like and we, I kept wanting every hour. I'm so sorry. You know, everything's fine. She she it'll, we laughed about it after. And then the daughter <laughs> she, came home and is I she, asked, is she upstairs right now? Yeah. You should bring her down and see if she'll I don't think she'll come anywhere near this this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of when I was in eighth grade, I was in uh, who did you England. learn, Tim? Almost no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't do it. Uh, I was in eighth grade. I, I, I can't remember these people's names. I can picture them in my mind, but I can't remember what their names. Um, this girl, she had she had big, big eighties frizzy hair with a hairspray in it, and this kid was sitting right behind her, Drew Barrymore, uh, and he was. I mean, she <laughs> had she had a little bit of a Drew Barrymore look to her. Huh. Um, he he kept flip flicking his lighter. And his lighter like went off, and it caught the back of her hair on fire. Jeez! And he he pats it out, and she's like, turns around, and she goes, and she's like, stop it! Like he, stop he it. she thought he was just like like messing with her, like hitting her in the back of the head, because he he used to like joke around with her, mess with her a lot. And uh, you know, he was like, and I was the only one that witnessed it. He witnessed it. He looked back, and he was like, holy shit! Um, <laughs> and then it was like a couple a couple seconds later, I will say within thirty seconds. The teacher was like, "Dude, what, 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 what happened?" So someone, someone lit something on fire, and it was, it was her hair. And uh, this, this kid knew he was fucked, so he just got up and he goes, "It was me," you know. He, he, he took, he took the punishment. He got sent down to the principal's office. Probably got a few detentions, but the girl was so pissed that he had burned the back of her hair. Oh. It was just, I mean, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a huge burn spot, but it was enough. Like, like her hair was like the. It was all like you know, like like when hair burns and like sort of like flakes off a little bit. It was it was like that. He he got he got enough that it was like an embarrassing little like spot right in the back of her head. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. didn't burn any hair off, so everything's fine. <laughs> She's totally good. fine. Everything's good. That's good. Just did something stupid, and now I can laugh about it. <laughs> and then, then you went over to <laughs> then you went over to Luke and did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> He's on fire. It was. It was just you know, it was stupid. I I admit it. Yeah, we've all done things where you, you, when you do it, and then afterwards you're like, "How fucking stupid was that?" Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Two tubes episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Dave, is it time to continue the games? It's time to continue the Swicklywed games. That's not the right song. (laughs) (laughs) And what we're doing is, uh, instead of doing trivia for a couple episodes, we are seeing what we each know about each other since we've been doing this show for a long time and been friends for even longer. So in the last episode, we did Childhood Crush and Hottest Current Celebrity, and Chris and Matt both made a match. This time, we're starting with Best Concert Ever. Mm. All right, let me roll my stuff here. Tim, you have me. What What did I say for Best Concert Ever? Johnny Oates! Best Concert Ever. Mm. You and Tim go to all the concerts, though. We've been to a few together. Tim and I have been to many concerts together. What's your favorite concert that we've been to together? I have an instant answer. 
I would say Foo Fighters, I think, was probably the best. Uh, but that Lita Ford one was pretty awesome. Yeah. And I, I, I'll, but I'll, I'll tell you the one that, uh, that I became a bigger fan of the artist after I saw him was uh, Peter Gabriel. That's that's the one. Yeah. What a great show. That was awesome. None of those are the answer to this, though. You strike me as someone who one of the Springsteen concerts that you've gone to, I think, probably would have been your favorite concert you've ever seen. Is that your final answer? Final answer, Springsteen. I, don't know, I, I, I can't say what Springsteen concert, because I know you've seen The Boss a few times. But I think one of the times you saw Springsteen would, would have been your favorite concert. I have seen Springsteen, I think, about eight times. And that is not the answer. So oh, move on to Chris. What is my answer? You see you see so many. And the obvious one is your favorite band is the police or Sting. So I I will say I'll I'll go with Sting. One of the Sting concerts. Final answer? Final and wrong answer, yes. <laughs> Final and right answer. Oh, oh. No. the very first time I saw Sting at the Spectrum, 1995, I just about died, and that was it. So that's another point for Chris. Right. Let me roll my stuff here. Let Matt, me work this out. You have Tim. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Who's been to every concert ever Is known to man? <laughs> Tim has two. And they all suck, except for one. <laughs> he has uh. two bands, and and, speci- and he has specific shows as well. If you just give me the, either one of these bands, you're going to get yourself a point. Man, I don't know. See, that's a... And t- Tim's are going to be, like, the, really the, the uh. upper echelon of the music world, and not necessarily, the like, the top of the chart people. And, oh, man. And it's going to be a great answer. And I have no idea what it's going to be. So I can I can I give a hint? If you want, these would have been during my high school years. Really? So this okay. this would have been the first half of the nineties. All right. Um, this this just seems like this can't be the answer, which makes me think it at least has a possibility to be the answer, though it's probably not. I am going to throw it out there and guess the early years of Nirvana. Final answer? Yes. Well, one was Black Crows, 1992. Ah. The other, Nirvana, 1993. (laughs) Wow! Wow! And another point for Matt. Hell yeah! Jesus Christ. Nirvana at Stabler. Actually, both of them were at Stabler Arena. Uh, Stabler used to have a great lineup of concerts back in the day. Um, not so much these days. I don't even know what the last concert they had at Stabler was. No, they don't do anything. The very first time I saw Metallica was at the Stabler Arena. Stabler, yeah. Stabler was a great place. And close. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, 15 minutes away. Bam, yeah. there. Um, yeah, Nirvana on the In Utero tour. Um, uh, with uh, the Breeders and Half Japanese opening up. Yep. That's 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 uh, and and actually that uh, that concert you can find different recordings of it on YouTube. Oh wow! Yep, we were down on the floor if you because you you would we would go to the Quakertown Drugstore downtown on Broad Street, 
and you would buy your tickets and they had they, they had two sections they had a section you could if you, if you didn't ask for the floor you could ask specifically for the floor so in general admission so you could be up front if, if you if you were there but if you didn't ask they would put you in the section in the back so we had learned to ask for the floor tickets nobody else did so as we were walking in we saw everybody from quaker town in the back corner <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, how did you guys get on the floor? We asked, asshole. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we, I, I was, I was within, I would say it was, I was within 15 feet of the stage uh, for most of the show, uh, close uh, near on the, on the Kirk Cobain side of the stage. Yeah. Hmm. And they were, they were, and, and still are my all time favorite band, them, the Black Crows and Pavement and uh, the Pavement Reunion 2010 tour also would have uh been that would have been third on my list all right well that's another point for matt tim yes you have drawn chris uh chris it would have been the last time we went to the hooters when he got to go backstage and have sex with the entire band after (laughs) after pierre robert pimped him out (laughs) 20 dollars you get all three holes it takes twenty dollars to make Chris holla. <laughs> I, I would say I would say it was it, it would be it would be that 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 last Hooters concert he went to. Uh, it might have been two years ago, but the one where he met the Wasikinen. Is that your final answer? Yes. Well, of course that's the answer. <laughs> yeah. I was going to write all that down too, Tim. I was like, ah, I'll just put down the Hooters. <laughs> Chris, if if things hold up, you'll be seeing them twice this summer right yeah hopefully yeah we will see i'll be there at one of them with you the other one is in our hometown yeah that's that's fucking crazy when, yeah. what what's the date on that one not till the end of august end of august that. so you have that to look forward to i do right. but I, this time around i probably won't have sex with them so <laughs> been there done that been there done that I'm, I'm done having sex with the hooters <laughs> we're left with matt and chris I, I will. First shot. I will say, um, I didn't know we could give two answers, and I did. I did have a second. So if they guess no. one that's Message not the it one, to me right now. Oh, okay. Uh, where the hell is my Facebook? But but they're Matt both, is, they're Matt, both very difficult, and I apologize. That's all right. I almost messaged it to the entire group. <laughs> they definitely get it then. <laughs> it's Christina so Aguilera it. and Justin Timberlake. All right, I got it, Matt. And I can give so a, I, you... can, I can give a, a hint, a collective hint, without spoiling okay. it, like Tim did, and I think that helped. Um, it's not so much about the music; it's about how much fun I have at the concert. Hmm. Okay. Uh, see, Chris, I, you got first shot. You got yeah. two choices here. What is Matt's best concert ever? How I well do you know? I don't man? know. I don't know concerts. I don't know Matt this way. I know him other ways. But <laughs> like a hooter. But, yeah. I I want to say I, I don't know the. I don't even know if you went to this guy's concert. I don't know if, he, if this guy does tours. Who's the guy you love that you always post the heavy metal shit? Oh, uh, Leo, right? Yeah, uh, Leo. Frog, Frog Leap is his band. I will say that because I don't know anything else. I'll go Frog Leap, Leo. That was that was well thought out. That was it's not right. It's not right. And, that and, was, 
I I would have gone had he been able to tour. He was ready to play two shows in L.A., and I was going to fly out to L.A. just to see him, but then he could not get the proper performer visa between Norway and the United States, so I didn't see him. Had I seen him, that could have very well been an answer. Okay. All right. So, Tim, you can steal this and tie it all up if you can guess either one of Matt's best concerts ever. I I know Matt has seen the Ramones a bunch of times, which I'm pretty jealous about. For some reason, Warren Zevon pops into mind, but ah, geez. But I'm I'm also thinking more recently, Baby Metal. And I think I've only gone to one concert with Matt. I, I we went and saw Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, that was a good show, though. It wasn't on. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm gonna. It's a toss up between. Warren Zevon and Baby Metal, but I'm going to say shit. I'm going to go Warren Zevon. That is also incorrect, but I will say this. This is uh, this game is actually giving me the all the feels because <laughs> you guys aren't getting necessarily the answers right, but you've shown yes. both of you how much you know Matt. And they're not <laughs> and they're not bad answers either. It's it's really it really comes down to I was trying to pick if I'm allowed to reveal the answer, Dave. Absolutely. Okay. It was like I said, it's like what is that little bit of an extra in a concert that makes it my favorite? And, it, and like I said, it's not as much it's so much music, it's how much fun I had. So these two choices had a little bit of showmanship on top of being music concerts and I picked Spinal Tap and Weird Al. Uh, oh yeah but everything you guys said could have been the answer yeah yeah, none of them are bad answers i ship it you guys are great (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go on to the next category which 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 one was the one answer you you sent to uh to dave spinal tap spinal tap I would have. That would have been a fun. Was it? Was that the one where they came out and played Spinal Tap, and then they came out and they played as the. But they they, the they, play, they played their own opening act as a folksman, and then came out as Spinal Tap for the main concert. Yeah, yeah. Never did no yep. one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Eat at Joe's. O's. <laughs> well. <laughs> what a great thing! All right, next category and the last category for this episode. Favorite curse word. This is straight out of uh, James Lipton's last yeah, question. Say, yeah. God rest his soul. What is a favorite curse word? <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, you have Chris. What's Chris's favorite curse word? I think this is just fuck. Fuck. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 Chris is a little vanilla when it comes to the curse words. <laughs> <laughs> I like fuck. I like fuck. All right, Chris, you have drawn me. What is my favorite curse word? You don't really say fuck that that much around me anyway. I want to say, I don't know. I want to say, oh, ooh, I was going to say shit, but you know what? Sometimes my, I want to say you like saying motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Is your final answer? That's my final answer. That is incorrect. Oh. Okay. On to Tim. Uh, I don't know. Chibi. 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh... I think I, I don't know if, ba- if, if just like saying you bastard, but you, you, you strike me as a you bastard. <laughs> Final answer? Yes. No. Matt. I think it is fuck, and I'm going to base it on that's the first word that comes out of his mouth with every music blooper we've done during the Christmas specials. Um, <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? He'll be, he'll be like, it's Christmas time, and that's a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fuck. Okay. That is correct. Ah. Oh. Matt with three points. All right. Matt, you get to go even farther ahead. If you can guess, Tim's. Ah, oh, see, again, I want to say fuck, but if I'm now thinking about it, I think the first word to shoot out of Tim's mouth is shit. And he, he can use it in very, very expressively, like shit. <laughs> he surprised or shit. I'm mad or shit. Where'd I put my phone? Or shit, I dropped my phone. I gotta take a shit. I think it's shit. <laughs> I think it's shit. Final answer? Yes. Incorrect, uh, Chris. Shit. You can steal and tie. Well, I'm going to... Everybody... Mine was fuck. Yours was fuck. I want to say Tim's is fuck. It's, fuck is the most common one. It, it just comes out right. Fuck. That is correct. Oh. And Tim has been very specific. <laughs> oh, shit. Not just that word, but fucko or fucking fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Double the fuck. Okay. So that ties that all up. When I'm when I'm driving, that's when fucko comes out. I'm like, where are you going, fucko? It's <laughs> that kind of thing. I put on your nice signal, fucko. <laughs> so Chris, now you can leap even further ahead if you know Matt. Fuck it, because I'm saying that everyone's saying fuck. I'm saying fuck. Matt is fuck. Final answer. <laughs> Final answer. That is correct. Yes, yeah! it is. And he was even more specific as to put it into a phrase for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So after two full episodes of four, because I have enough here for uh, two more episodes, Chris, you're in the lead with four. Then Matt with three. Then Tim with two. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And, And what is this? I have to know what this Instagram page is now. No. The what? The you don't ground? know about this? No, I can't believe I don't you don't know, know about, about this. this. I'm surprised. How could you not know about this? Yeah, I talk. have started a new Instagram feed, um, and it's basically what I'm doing is I'm going through the uh, the my autographed posters and taking photos of the posters and going through each auto, each individual autograph and identifying them and also if i can remember the circumstances of getting the the um the autograph i'll i'll talk about that so if i can remember where i got it if i can remember who the who the you know if if the actor was cool if he was a if he was kind of a jerk you know I, i would give as much information as i can about each of the autographs um, so I, I've, I've started with the, my current poster, the, the, the post Disney poster. So right now I, I, I've 
I've done a good job of documenting where I got those. So, and I, and I have pretty good memory since it's only been in the past couple of years. So I've been able to put these long stories, but eventually I'm going to get to the prequel posters and the original trilogy posters. And once we get, start to get into the original trilogy poster, that one's, I'm not going to have a whole lot of stuff to say about some, because I can't remember <laughs> getting them, but it's just called Tim's underscore. It's just, this is a great title. This is an inspired title for the page. Tim's underscore star underscore wars underscore autographs. Right. So yeah, uh, piece piece by piece. Right now, as I'm as 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 I'm looking at it, I have 35 followers and 10 posts. The most recent one that I put up was Rizamed Bodhi. Well, Star Wars and character just followed you just now. So. <laughs> hey. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's something fun. It, it I know there are there, I've had some people say that they they like hearing about the uh, the Star Wars stories and and meeting the people and that kind of stuff. So this this gives a, another outlet to do that to talk about the different actors and the adventures that Chris and I have gone on uh, to get these autographs. And I'm I'm going to start to do I'm going to start up my through the mail autograph collecting again. Um, so these will in time will start to make their way onto onto this uh this page as well and when i'm done with star wars i I could probably go into some of the other ones um you know my animation autographs and rudy ray moore autograph and that kind of stuff well nice job yeah so you have you have swick little ricky on instagram and swick Swick little ricky Mm mm-hmm which, uh, yeah, if, if you don't know what Swick Little Ricky is, you really need, and you have Instagram, and you aren't following Swick Little Ricky, then you are doing yourself a disservice. You're you're not living a full life. Swick Little Ricky takes Little Ricky, Little Little Rick Oli, and his travels and and uh, um, through the world. You know, he goes, he travels around, sees things, hangs out, he makes insightful comments, and uh, visits graves like he was at. Uh, most recently, he was at Tony Curtis's grave and Robin Leach's grave. So, occasionally he'll stand on a table with Rennie Dangerfield, or he'll <laughs> be in front of Steve Vai's guitar, or or in front of famous artworks. <laughs> so he's a he's a he's a he's a he's 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 a he's a well traveled gentleman. He sure is. Rick little Ricky. All right. Well. Thank you very much, Tim. Tell us about these wonderful parents. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess tune in next time. We're going to talk about Sean Valdez. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in Character episodes and information.